Hello and welcome to Just the Tumor of Us podcast, the podcast about living with and without cancer and navigating everyday life from two very different perspectives. I'm Ed, a student journalist. And I'm Linda, a mother of five um, with a full-time job and stage four bowel cancer. Okay. Good. That didn't come yeah. out of my mouth right again. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting better at it. Um, <laughs> Let's pick it at all out. Um, so we're on episode four now. I know. Which is really I good. I know. It goes by so quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel like we just put that podcast out and here we are again. You know? Yeah. To be fair, the weeks have. The weeks are flying, boy. I know, yeah. yeah with everything. Um, speaking of that, how was your... Well, from the last time we recorded, it's only been a weekend, so... Uh, yeah, busy enough. Um, I went on chemo from Friday to Sunday. Uh, and I, I was a little bit annoyed on Friday again because I was told to come down at four... I was down there in the morning time, saw me oncologist, da 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 da. Uh, asked her, I had three questions to ask her. So I asked her all of them, and then we'd arranged that I'll come back at four o'clock from a chemo. I arrived back, at f- and I asked specifically when I was leaving, do you want me to come later? No, no, come at four. It was quarter past five when they were bringing me in. I was fuming. I just woke myself up so much. Like, I would have happily went down at quarter past five. Like, don't keep doing that to me. And then I kind of said it to the nurse, and she was a little bit narked at me, but I actually don't care anymore. Um, and yeah, the weekend was nice. We went to Bray on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday with the kids. Because I thought it was gorgeous. So, so I was like, come on, we go to Bray. It was freezing. We're sitting in a field in Bray eating chips and fish. And um, you know that famous chip shop in Bray? Like, it's so busy. Like, the f- ship chips are meant to be massive. Is it the one that's, it's like a little, it's not even a full shop. like a little shack. Yeah, it's like a little shack. I never, in my, I love sausage, right? And I always, 80% of the time when we have takeaways, I'll have a battered sausage. It was fucking tiny, the price of it. Like it was about that size. I was so disappointed. I was like, really? There's never enough in a battered sausage. No, but not in the one in that. Like it was tiny. And then Lola got chicken nuggets and there was like five chicken nuggets. But that's the thing, like, they'll make the money because oh, they it's make a tourist money, yeah. And then I wanted, specifically wanted fish, but because they hadn't got cod portion, I wouldn't get fish, so I had half a curls. He was flipping. I was like, this is lovely. Well, what's a curl It's called fresh cod, but because I only eat cod portion, I thought it'd be different. And he was like, you're a weirdo. Cod, like... No, cod is not cod. You've got fresh cod, you've got cod portion. They're different. Is cod Fre- portion not the same as fresh no, cod? No, cod portion doesn't have bones. Fresh cod has bones. All oh, right. But you still at the fresh cod? I actually devoured the fucking thing. The <laughs> was looking at me going. And then I went down and got the ice cream. We got an ice cream as well because I promised Mason we'd get an ice cream. It was nice. Like, we didn't go for it. wasn't that fancy. But it was freezing. We were frozen. Came home then. And then, obviously, it was Easter Sunday. Um, one thing I figured out this year, Lola, like, she said to me, this is two years in a row the Easter Bunny didn't come to us. Why does the Easter Bunny not come to our house? Here I was, do 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 fucking the Easter Bunny go to people's houses? So we had to deflect that. We had a Easter, or we had a egg hunt. Oh yeah. Yesterday here with the kid, with the three of them, that was great. They loved it to the to the extent that Mason buried all his again and made them go and find them because he just was like he thought it was the best thing. And yeah, that was it really. Oh, went and got the chemo off um, yesterday. Early got off about half twelve, but they're changing it now from Rat Mines to Raffarnham. So if we don't get a car quick, I don't know how I'm going to be getting to Raffarnham to have my chemo removed. That's a hike from here. Like, mm. you, oh, yeah, we you, still have no car. Like that's still an issue. Um, you can get to seventeen, but you don't really want to be getting buses. No, like like this kid. Like we're going to talk about health anxiety and all. I know that, but this chemo has been really tough. I wouldn't be able to sit in the bus now and go up to Raffarnham. I just wouldn't be. I just I wasn't able for it yesterday. Uh, but look, it is what it is. I have two more chemos left, so yeah. And then today, yeah, I didn't really do. We didn't do that, really. Had a bath. Um, had about ten cries today. One, your brother come in <laughs> to get his car. He sat in the chair and he was chatting to me, and then I was bawling, and he was going. What the fuck? Carl was like, sorry, she's like that every 10 minutes today. <laughs> so you came at a good time when I'm not crying. Like, really? Just There's still real. time. There is time, and I can feel it brewing. Um, just really, too, this chemo's really knocked it on me. Like, between that and hormones together, like, I was a mess. Everything's making me emotional. Or 
overthink things and think mad shit like and then you end up getting yourself into a into a state yeah so long-winded way uh, that's my weekend how was your weekend yeah it was good speaking of bray i was in bray on friday actually yeah. um yeah me and yaz who's my sister for anyone listening and my sister's partner and my partner we went for we went for dinner. It was just a kind of a sudden planting. We went for dinner. The place we went, I don't know if you've been to a box burger. It's like it's at the corner. It used to be a pub, but the food was nice. But they kept us waiting so long for our mains that we were just kind of the humor was gone off us mm, by that. No. And then after that, we went. We just went down to there was a casino down the way, so we just went down to the casino and just had a little play on the machines. Were the kids with you? The uh, no, no, no. It was too late. My ma had the kids. Oh, grand. so. Um, but uh, you should have seen me on the machines. Every time I nearly got bonus, I was like, oh, I was like getting so excited. Because uh, I'd never done it, but, like I'd yeah. never used them before. But it was a good bit of fun. Um, it was a good bit of crack. Uh, and then Saturday, I was just working. Sunday, just had a nice Easter dinner with the family. And then Monday, I was just working as well. So Yeah. I don't know what happened to us this weekend, but like we weren't even prepared for it. Like We have Sunday dinner every Sunday. Probably once every couple of months, we don't. We always have a Sunday dinner, no matter what. And I said to Carl on Saturday evening, what are, you, what are we having for dinner tomorrow? He was like, oh, we can have mince and potatoes. I was like, it's Easter Sunday, are you for real? So we ended up yesterday having to go to Super Value and buy cooked chicken. And then we did Yorkshire's and roasters and loads of veg and potatoes, but we've nothing. We just were so not. See, when I'm on chemo, it just knocks everything sideways. It really does, like everything's up in the air. So like we didn't even have the kids Easter eggs. Lola couldn't find hers. Mason, we didn't know if we could give him his because it was the Kinder one. Jaden wanted an Oreo, but because they were only scabby ones, I got him two. And then I gave Charlie a celebrations one. So we were really disorganised this year, you know. And then I had this whole mother guilt about the kids didn't get new clothes. You know what I mean? Everyone was getting new clothes for Easter. And my kids always get new clothes at Easter. And Carl's an Englishman. They don't do it. He doesn't give a shit. Wouldn't affect him whatsoever. I really felt it like... Um, and then I had Jaden coming in asking me to buy new tracksuits and stuff. And you're like, oh, I have no fucking money to buy you anything. Can't even get the car like done, you know. We're going to have to get a new car anyway because that one's not worth fixing. Um, so I had all that mad guilt as well because Easter was different, very different. Um, but that's why Saturday was important to get out and do something nice. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just Hote, it was or Bray. We were debating between Bray and Hote. Uh, I told them next time I'll bring them to Bray or to Hote so I can uh, try their fish. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Anyway. That's good, though. Mm. It's nice, that, but it's nice that you actually got out and got to do something. Because yeah. um, your brother lent us his car for the weekend because he went away to Bolton to watch a match, I think, to meet his friends and watch a match, whatever he was doing. But anyway, he was very good and gave us the car, so we, we had that opportunity to... And I said to Carl, while we have it, it's the Easter holidays, so they're not going to get to do anything, so let's just bring them out and do that. So they loved that. Bray's always good fun, to be fair. It's very cold though. Like I, I just thought, I swear to God, I had a cap and all because obviously on chemo you have to be very careful. So I had the cap and all on thinking it was going to be roasting, frozen. The kid, I had the three kids in shorts and t-shirts. That's just the way Ireland <laughs> is. You always anticipate for a certain type of weather and then it's never like That'd that. That'd be the great time though. Do you know what? I don't even think they cared. They didn't even complain about the cold. I was just saying to Carl, Jesus Christ, I thought it was going to be warm. Because Bray is beautiful when it's sunny. Mm. But when it's cold, it's not as... It just doesn't look the same, do you yeah. know what I mean, or feel the same. And it's probably the first time we've ever been out there when there's no fe- carnival or festival or whatever you call it, you know, when all the rides are there and all of that. None of that was going on, so that was a bit different, but yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so it's nice you got out with your sister and... Yeah, yeah, because we don't get to do much, to be fair, because I'm always working. Robbie, who's my partner, is always working. And then... Obviously, Yaz has twins and her fella does be working and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it was actually nice to get out and, you know, it's just nice to do. It's nice to do things. Like, I don't know, you might have found out on Saturday. Like, it's nice to do things that seem a bit normal. Yeah. Like, because... 100%. You get... Like, I'm finding lately, I'm just getting caught up with work and college stuff and, like, just doing... I'm always busy, kind of, yeah. like, I'm just... There's I'm, never any me time, kind of. Yeah, so it was yeah. nice to just kind of unwind, not think about anything, and just have a laugh, you know? It's yeah. always nice to just have a laugh. That's it, it really is. It's just, And it's, like, on Saturday, I like, I had a really emotional weekend. Like, I, I was teary a lot. 
and I know it's down to the chemo and the hormones and all of that. But once we went out, I was able to shake it off. Same yesterday, I was really bad. No, actually, Saturday I wasn't too bad. Yesterday I was really bad, like really bad. Would you not find, like, because I find what happens to me is I can't sit in a house for too long. I can't sit. I just can't. I have to be up doing things. Mm. Do you find that, because you would obviously spend a lot of time sitting in your house. Yeah. Do you find that sitting in, kind yeah. of not doing yeah. anything? Like I find, like, of... then, that, like, what's the fucking point? Well, where's the purpose? Like, what are we going to do? Just sit here. It drives me insane. Now, Carl used to be great at getting up and getting out, but he's getting a little bit more used to just being at home like you know when the kids could be in the house all day i'd be like holy god i do be like getting kind of itchy feet if that's what you want to call it uh but yeah like and that's all yeah i was gonna say like when we we had dinner yesterday and then we drove up to me ma's for an hour and up until we left to go to me ma's my mood was so low that i was actually starting to worry about my own brain myself like and then it, so what it is is it's that getting out that distraction for a little while and then we came back and we did a bit of karaoke and we did something else just in the, having a crack with the kids like and it completely breaks um the monotony of just sitting around and doing nothing i found anyway um because i just was really i really struggled with this chemo like um this weekend i don't know why but i really did like and i'm, I'm at the stage where i'm like done with it and that's what happens when you're on treatment like it just becomes just becomes like yeah you just start to hate like I hate it like I saw my oncologist the first time I ever seen a woman oncologist on Friday she's lovely and I said to her I had three questions for her and one was so I kind of mentioned last week but didn't say too much they I got my oncologist to take me off my injections for a tin of my blood to stop me from getting a blood clot and he put me on a tablet fine like i asked him and that was fine i was on the tablet for three weeks but then i got periods and i swear to god for two days i nearly bled to death and i was really worried so i was in touch with the oncology department i was like i'm not even lying i don't like my iron has to be low but my arm was 12.9 so i hadn't dropped so i spoke to my oncologist about that so she immediately took me off the tablet and put me back on the injections which is fine i'd rather have a little bruise on my leg than go through what i went through for thursday and friday it was horrible um, and then I wanted to know when they were going to uh, scan my liver because I'd like to know what my liver looks like. Do you know what I mean? I still don't know if all my tumours are gone. Um, and I'm getting this itch, as you know, with my hands and my feet. And I'm starting to worry because I did a bit of Google and then it can be liver failure. Now, I know that's a bit of a... That's, that's health anxiety. That's yeah. what why I want to talk sure, about. Sure, do you that. not have to have... Because you, you, you only have... They took most of your liver away. No, they didn't. They only took like a third of my liver. Like oh, Not even okay. a third. They All took right, six tumours from six different parts of my liver. Oh, okay. Because I thought they took like a massive chunk oh, no, of it. Oh, no, no. Jesus Christ, no. Oh, right. They just took six tumours from six different parts. So five were surgically removed and one was born down. Oh, okay. Right. So anyway, I, I just said to her, look, I'd really like to know what my liver's looking like. Are all the tumours gone? Is it looking healthy? What's the story? Because now that I'm on chemo, I'm getting a lot of reflux. So I had chemo for the weekend and today I have really bad reflux. Now I have medication for it, but it's horrible. I had it through the night. I was up taking Rennie. And I never had that before, so it has to be from the liver resection. has to be, because I didn't have it before. And, I, and she was like, you're not in for anything, but look, I'll mark you in as having a scan, which means it'll probably be at the end of my chemo before I find out. And then when I finish chemo in October, October, my cancer, so I'll say this really quickly. When I was diagnosed, my cancer markers were 50. Three chemos in, they were 17. When I finished my chemo, they were 4.9. That was in October. I had no treatment then for four months because we were waiting on the liver surgery. In December, when they did my bloods, it jumped back up to 15.9. And then when they did my bloods on Thursday, it came back that it's now at 10.9. So it's dropped a bit. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's had six tumours removed and only has one tumour left, that hasn't dropped enough in my, in my eyes because how quick it went from 50 to 17 after three chemos last time. But now it's jumped from 15 to 10.9 in three chemos which isn't a lot like but have they so how does that work did have they given you a mark so what exactly is one cancer marker so what does that equate to like i think terms? anything under five is like your your cancer is very on a low level like not really growing. but like is there what i mean is there a measurement to go with each unit of no i don't know i'm not sure because you're saying that you don't think it's dropped significantly but that could be like 
like one, say, say your cancer markers were one, yeah. that could equate to like a very tiny amount yeah. or it could equate to a very large amount. But what amount. I'm trying to say to you is when it was 50, now 50 and after three chemos it was 17. That was a 33% drop, right? Mm. Now that I've had three chemos and I've six tumors not there anymore, allegedly, it's only dropped by five. So in my head, I'm thinking, what isn't working well this time? Because I'm not having the oxaliplatin, so obviously that's an issue, I think. But then I'm not an oncologist, so I'm just thinking these things in my own head. Now, I don't know what I was talking about to get to that, but yeah, so they were the three questions, that's what it was. And the, yeah, the third question was my markers. So my markers are now 10.9, which I still, that's really good. Like that is really, really good. But because I've had six tumors removed in my head, it should be under five like it was before and it isn't. But also, which yeah, is why like, I want to scan, like. Yeah, but as well, like, your the majority of your cancer could be in your rectum, in your yeah. the tumor in your rectum. Yeah. Not the tumor. Th those could have been. Now I don't know what size they were. They could have been smaller tumors, and they yeah. could have. They were. They started off at two centimeters each, and then by the time I'd finished six chemo's, they were all under one centimeter. Hence, why I was able to have the surgery. So that's probably why, like, th that's probably why the it's only dropped that significant amount because they were such small tumors and they probably weren't containing yeah. now look i as again I i'm know. not a professional and that's and me just like thinking about like we're four chemos down now and uh, like we should have had a scan on the liver by now it's three months post-surgery over three months post-surgery and i don't know how my liver's looking like i think we should have had something i know we had two ct scans when i was in with sepsis or infection or whatever they want to call it but that was particularly early that was not even two weeks after surgery and there was a lot of like not damage a lot of like what's the word i'm looking for maybe the word is damage like they, or they, trauma yeah a lot of trauma to my liver is exactly what it was so they couldn't really tell how well the surgery was so we've mm. no indication of how well that surgery has gone and that will determine like if i go back and the scan shows that oh you've got two tumors back in your liver oh well i won't be having any bowel surgery because what's the fucking point mm. you know so I, I that's just me wanting to know now i don't the one thing i wasn't blessed with and i don't know whether you can be it can be bet into you is with patients i don't have patients i need to know no, today don't. i want to know how my liver looks today you know and it's funny because you like you you have no patience, but also you said there earlier. I was listening to you, and you said that you googled, and I never googled. Like, and that's such a bad thing to do because no, you're don't. talking like you want to talk about health anxiety, and we'll move on to that. But like googling is so bad, yeah. like, and we all do it. But I like I have to be honest now. I am like I'd be I'd have myself dead and buried right if I googled, and I don't. But this irritation on my hands started when I was in hospital two weeks ago. Remember I was in with the infection and I had this really bad irritation on my hands and it was so bad that they took me off the penicillin because they thought that's what was causing it. Mm. And then when they took me off the penicillin, it still kept happening. So they just randomly get, the palms of my hand get really itchy. And then I got home and one of the days it was all my legs as well and it was all over me. So I took Puritan for that. Today I found it was a bit on the soles of my feet. And when I googled about the itch on the soles of my feet and the and the palms of my hand, it comes up liver failure. So then obviously I didn't look any further. That was the end of it. Because mm. if I had liver failure, I think I'd know. You but know? yeah, but also you don't have like there are other indicators that you don't have. You don't have jaundice, which no, I would assume. No, yeah. Like I think like that's what, what Google do. does. Oh, Google, no, I know. You yeah, Google yeah. something and it goes to the worst case scenario. Yeah, that could literally just be a mild allergic oh, reaction to something. Some, it's something that that keeps coming up. But like, I never had reflux in my life. Like I've had trapped wind and heartburn for years and that could have been what was on my liver. Like, cause obviously I didn't know that there was nothing wrong with my liver. But I have this reflux since I started this new chemo. Now I'm on a tablet for it, but it, I, I've only had it on this chemo, this, these four that I've done. And I think it's because of the liver resection that's causing it because I didn't have it before. So interestingly, I just want to see how my own liver looks, hmm. you know? Um, so moving on to the health anxiety yeah. kind oh, of topic really you want to bad this weekend like I don't I don't want to get upset about it like but I've been so like my mind frame this weekend right so for example 
I don't like flowers. We were laughing about it a few weeks ago. As you can see, there's a tulips on the table now. Yeah. Like I'm in love with tulips. I, I went to get my chemo off yesterday and I walked out and there was tulips all in in the on the property like. And I, I thought to myself, oh, they're going to be my funeral flowers. So my, my health anxiety is gone from being okay because I, I deal with this cancer quite well, as you can see, you know me well, like, you know, you know, I'm a mm. strong person. But I st over the last few days, everything's like catastrophized. So like in my head, I'm dying of cancer, like, you know, and then things keep propping up on the Instagram of people who are end of life and stuff. And then I'm going, oh, there's something wrong with my liver. Like I'm going to, I am going to die of cancer, you know? And then I see a couple of people on Instagram who got to five years. And then I, the funny thing is, right, it's been so bad, like, I'm not even lying. I have myself convinced I'm going to die. And then I'm lying in the bath this morning, right? And I goes to myself, you don't know anyone in heaven, though, because no one you know is dead. So you've no one to hang out with in heaven, so you can't die. So stop being stupid thinking you're going to die when you're not. Like, who fucking huh. thinks like that? Who actually you, I think thinks like that? You're, you like, know? I think you have, like, and it's, I think this is the thing with our family in general, because I am very bad with this you go to the worst case scenario mm -hmm. and this goes back to the, the t something we talked yeah. about on the first episode is why are you sweating the thing like you mm. look um, in all fairness you don't have control no one in life I has know. control over that no one and when it's our time it's our time and that's just the way it is and why would you why are you getting yourself so worked up and stressed about something that you can't control i know i know and it, Ed, it was like i'm not even lying when i say this like it was so bad. And that's what we as a society, not just me, like lots of people do it. But in my head this weekend, I was, like my cancer was a million times worse than it actually is. Like in my head, like I'm dying. I'm not fucking dying. I'm not even near dying. But then trying to convince myself that everyone I know is alive, so I can't die because I'll have no one to hang out with in heaven. <laughs> Who does that like? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like... You, my head was going to places where it just doesn't go. And I didn't see my psych psychologist last week either. And um, we're, we're doing a lot of work around CBT and, and anxiety and whatever. Um, and I crying this morning and everything. I just, I felt like, how do I, I felt like I was just losing control of my illness. Like, I hate, like this weekend, I have ha I hated cancer more than I've ever hated. And why, but why do you th like do you think that's just because it's getting t like because you were saying you've been saying to me that this round of chemo is tough you're finding yeah, it really yeah, tough I, I am. and do you think that it's it because you're finding it so tough that that's why you're getting this idea of no I can tell you exactly what it is like the last three days I haven't got up till 11 o'clock I'm on I was on chemo and had a period and as a woman your hormones are like they're a lot heightened and things are more catastrophized in your head, in my head. I can't speak for anyone else. So I get really hormonal and really anxious and the two of them together, it's like a fucking firework going off. But you throw around the chemo in on top of that and you're already dealing with intrusive thoughts from the anxiety and then along comes a load of chemo and you just have no control over your weekend because it's, uh, the whole focus is getting through this weekend and getting this chemo off. And that's exactly what it was. So not because I found the chemo tougher, because I was just, it was just a bad month. Do you know what you need? What? A tramadol. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> even if I needed one. But like even that, I got a headache last night, yesterday going up to get my chemo off. I got a pain the side of my head. I'd be self-convinced I was going to have a stroke. This is what I mean about health anxiety. Sometimes when our, sometimes when our, our mood isn't good, or I wouldn't, I, Sometimes when you're a little bit more anxious, right, you catastrophize what's happening. Mm. So I might have just needed a paracetamol for that pain inside of my head. But we're driving up to Rat Mines and I'm going, I'm going to have a fucking stroke now in this office when they're taking out my chemo. I'm going to have a full on stroke. My whole side of my head is, I have a pain on one side of my head, like, and it's my left side. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I completely catastrophized it. Um, and that's why I find it tough because if the anxiety is heightened and I'm on chemo, I'm a basket case. And can you not get, like, if if your hormones are obviously, like, so obviously you're getting your period and stuff like that, so if your hormones are heightened, can they give you anything to help with that? Can no, they, they give told you... me the chemo might stop them, but they fucking did. <laughs> so I'm stuck it. with them, yeah, and that's hard. It's the fucking hardest time to be on chemo is when you have your period as well. I've cried so much. 
like this morning I woke up again like I wanted to just cry I'm like what is wrong with me and then I said to Carl I actually am dealing with this whole health anxiety feeling like I'm dying I'm not dying you know yeah I think but I think you're just going to worst case scenario and that we do that as humans yeah exactly but also like I think on an all honesty I think you're some of the stuff you're thinking is very unrealistic like I'm gonna have a stroke. I think you're just being. Oh, like that's what I mean about catastrophizing. Yeah, you're just. We just catastrophize yeah. things like, like oh, I have a, a little pain in my head. It's a blood clot. No, it's not. It's a pain in your head, Linda. Yeah. But I think when you have cancer, your life, like if I'm, please God, right, I get me bowel surgery and all is good and I go away in remission for years and years. I'm gonna spend the rest of my life having health anxiety because every pain I get, I'm gonna think the cancer's back. Yeah. Because that's normal, you know. Um, but I need to find a better way of managing that because, like, I have had a really low few days and it's it's been hard, like, because I I find myself having these thoughts about, like, in Bray, is this the last time I'm ever going to get to do something with the kids? You know, every day is like, oh, is this the last time I'm going to get, is this the last Easter I'm going to have with them? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This kind of stuff. Yeah. And I find that really hard. And that's why this weekend was ups- really upsetting. But, and Christmas, I'd be the same now. But sure, you, yeah, fair enough, you've got stage four bell cancer. But also, I could have those thoughts. Well, as far as I'm aware, I don't have cancer, okay? Mm. As far as I'm aware, I can't see inside my body. Touch what I don't, but mm. look, we don't know. But I could have those thoughts. What if this is my last Christmas? What if this is my last... And I get it's different perspectives because you're a parent. Yeah, you're right, I'm not though, a parent. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't... I've always had anxiety since I was a little girl. Mm. But I've never gone, oh, this might be my last Christmas. This might be my last Easter. But throw cancer into... I can only speak for me. Throw cancer into my life. Mm. And this is the first time that at Christmas time, I got up on Christmas morning and I was teary as well. Because I have the same sense of, what if I'm not here for the next one? You know? So that's new, Ed. That's not something that I've ever... And I think something you need to do that would help you is when that sort of thought comes into your head and that yeah. happens, you need to stop yourself, think and think, well, why am I having this thought? What can I do about this thought? And really... I've no friends in heaven to hang <laughs> yeah, out with. Yeah, no friends, so you can't go to heaven. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's really what nothing... Hell? There's really nothing you can do no, about no. that. Like, in, in all honesty, like, none of us have control over no, that sort of thing. So and that's the thing, and I do say that a lot. But, Ed, I ha- like, I can't stress enough about how vulnerable I feel when it's time of the month and I'm on chemo. I'm really, really vulnerable, and I can't help that vulnerability. And then you throw a bit of anxiety in on top of that, and a whole load of, like, 48 hours of chemo. I'm not going to be have any rational thinking going on inside my head so, at all. By any chance, right, when they're doing the surgery on your bowel, Mm. Can they by any chance take your womb as well? well Give like you a fucking, I tell you, I ask them, yeah, and then I'll end up, yeah. I could well, have... there'll be no point at that stage. She's not going to be getting chemo. No. Um, well, look, I don't. We don't know the plan yet. You know, just yeah. waiting to. But also, look at it on the bright side. Okay, you've got two chemo's left. Yeah. And then you'll you'll get your liver scan and you'll get a plan to go yeah. forward with. And the thing about it is, if we were doing this at the end of the week, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. This is where I'm at today. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I won't be like this on next at the end of the week. I know I won't. I will be completely back to normal. It's just that wave, but that wave like I, you, you can't like. It's very hard to rationalise with an irrational person and with the thoughts that go on in your head because you're so there's so much been pumped into you and then you're pumping so much out of you at the same time. It's like what the fuck. If it's any reassurance, that's not. It's heightened because you're obviously you have your period and you're on chemo as well. But that's a totally normal thing for human beings to do. Like is oh, yeah. because because I've done it through my whole life. Like I'm 25 and I still do it. Like I have, so I am planning to see a doctor because I have this my bell my bells haven't been working properly really. Like they've been irregular. I used to have really regular bowel movements. Used to be great. They've been irregular for the past. I don't know, year or so, okay? But there's no, like, blood in them or anything like mm. that. But I still want to get it checked out. But basically, anytime I feel full, my on my right side where my appendix would be, you can feel, like, you can feel, like, basically when I need to pass gas or something, I can feel the, like, it expand. Mm. Like, I can feel it very clearly. Yeah. So, like, and especially with, obviously, you getting diagnosed and stuff like that, I've had a lot of, like, oh, my God, this could be something, like... Yeah. Like, and... 
it could be because yeah, but it, it's not. But like, but again, that's just it's been heightened because of the way it because of what happened with you yeah. and stuff like that. And like that that happens to everyone. Like that's just that is a human thing. So yeah. it doesn't make you any less human because no, no. you're having these thoughts. It's just it makes like, it makes life a little bit tougher, though. Yeah. You know, and like you don't want to be upsetting other people by saying, oh, you know. I, those two looks are lovely I'd like to have at my funeral I feel like I'm going to die I've got this itching on my hands now I have complete I have liver failure but da, 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 because that's the catastrophizing but then you have to keep it all to yourself and then you feel like you're losing your fucking mind like. and actually this is something so just to go back to your point about the flowers and the funeral right? Yeah. this is something that like people I don't know what it is maybe it's just Irish people I don't know about anyone else but Irish people have a weird relationship with death and a weird relationship yeah. with funerals like really like we know we're all gonna die we all know that that's yeah. that's the way it is we should be planning our funerals i don't understand like why people why that's not something that you plan from like everyone plans oh yeah i'll get a pension i'll get a mortgage mm. i'll make sure that i have health insurance all this sort of stuff what about me funeral like yeah like we all not that, because that is people the one don't want thing. yeah but people don't want to go there yeah you know but i think like if they said to me tomorrow there's nothing more we can do for you I'd hundred percent plan my funeral to the to the to the you know my control issues like yeah. it would be to the T like no one would be able to make one decision for that funeral I would have a completely we could do a live podcast of what me talking to you in me coffin yeah you're fucking dope uh-huh. we'll get do you know what we'll do a pre-record and I'll put your bit in the coffin with you <laughs> yeah. now there you go I'm telling you but like, like these are things like these are things that we. We avoid. as humans, yeah. we avoid, but yeah. we should be more comfortable talking about these yeah. things because if because we're not, comfortable it's the one thing talking, in life we're guaranteed. Yeah, but also we're not comfortable talking about them, so then it leads to shit like health anxiety yeah, and because it scares us and it having, gives us fear, like you know. And it's just because of the unknown. We yeah. don't know what goes on. And like after not only that, my hair is thinning and lots of it's falling out. So is mine, and I'm feeling a bit like. What's my excuse? At least you have <laughs> cancer. Um, I'm feeling a little bit. I'm do, do you know what? And I've got this body dysmorphia. Is that what it's called? See, this is all the shit that's going on for me because my anxiety is heightened this weekend. Is body dysmorphia where the, your, the changes in your body? So like, I've got scars and bruises. I've got like marks on my arms from my surgery in January, and they look like self harm marks. So as so far I've got as this body, as far as I'm aware, body dysmorphia is when you see your body as different to how everyone else sees it oh well no then that then that's so, not what so I mean. you might see you might be of a healthy weight but you don't see yourself mm. as that way now i could be wrong yeah. but as far as i'm aware that is but like so i'm struggling with that like i'm struggling with all the scars that i have and you know the big liver scar but all the scars in my arms like these ones like they look like little self-harm marks right but then i've put on over a stone so i've got this tire around my waist and Carl would say stuff like yesterday we jokingly going you've too much junk in the trunk you can't be eating any more chocolate like but I take it really personally yeah. inside because I'm feeling really vulnerable so I've got this whole body image thing like I don't and and to be honest Ed none of my clothes fit me and I can't afford to go and buy new clothes so I've nothing to wear so I'm feeling all these insecurities and like this might sound mad going out on a podcast but this is my reality and this is where I'm at because mm. I've just finished a weekend of chemo I'm just finishing the period and both of them together is like a fucking ticking time bomb about to go off like so rather than go off and kick off or have a tantrum I've just done a lot of crying but but that's your way of dealing with things because yeah. I get so angry it's the only way but you know what when you're on chemo and you've just come off chemo crying hurts mm. it fucking hurts stings I'm being serious <laughs> The tears sting your eyeballs from the chemo. It kills you, like. So you're just punishing yourself. You're just punishing yourself <laughs> even more crying because the pain of it, like. You're crying about something else and then you're actually, like, crying about the But I'll never pain. forget the first time that happened to me after chemo. Like, I was in chemo. Now, obviously, when I had me first one or two chemos, I was distraught. I was, like, a distraught child. Like, it was all, like, very, very fucking distraught. Just whatever the word is. And I, I was upset a lot, like, and the tears would come out and the pain of the tears, like, they actually hurt because they sting your eyes, whatever's in the chemotherapy. So you've just been tortured no matter what you do, <laughs> so you can't cry, you can't laugh. The fucking acid tears, I know, like. Yeah, I know, I know. And now, like, it's not too bad, it's not as bad now because of the oxaliplatin is gone, but then I've got reflux. So, like, you know, waking, you up, waking up at five in the morning and having to get up and get Rennie or whatever, like, yeah. so... 
you know and I think it's good for like for this one and only podcast that you know we talk about that stuff I'm just straight off chemo you know I'm feeling very vulnerable I am very vulnerable and these are all the things that I think about and I know Ed that I'm not the only person with cancer who has had all of those things happen mm. or thought of those ways it's just not said enough and where's the support around that you know um but i will call my nurse tomorrow and just say look can you just reassure me about this itching because yeah. now that i've seen liver failure in the back of my head until i get that scan i'm gonna worry that something's wrong yeah you know and i and i don't want to do that uh, yeah so so i will i will talk to her and she'll probably just fob me off and not fob me off but reassure me that it's grand like it's just an itch but it's consistently happening since I was in hospital and it's happening once a day, twice a day. Maybe you've scabies. Oh no, it's like it's an allergic <laughs> reaction, but it's just in the... Yeah. That, I've had an allergic reaction to oxaliplatin, so I know what that feels like, but I'm only having it in the palms of my hands. I've had it once all over and today I've had it on the soles of my feet. Mm. Only a little bit, not as... It's just the palms of my hand that's really... Like it's, it's torture, like... So yeah. Right, so moving on from health anxiety, we'll have a chat about the articles that we that you had in your Jesus. oh sorry that you had in your uh, that you had in the paper the articles one in oh, the paper yeah. and one with with the hmm. one was on the Marie Ke- Keaton Foundation on their website and it was done for like join the bell movement is what what it's called and I did that about a month ago but I only went out on Friday oh I only get that now join the bell movement because uh, I genuinely did not get that, cause I I was reading it last week and I was just like, oh, I didn't even think Went twice. Went over your head, like yeah. yeah, I didn't even think twice. About Join it. the bell. That's pretty good, actually. And that's why they talk about like knowing the symptoms, you know. Um, and then I did another one from I suppose off the back of that came the one from the Irish Examiner, and I did that, and a photographer came out and did some photos, and it was all that was. Yeah, that was a nice interview to do. But the interview that I did for the Irish Examiner, that was when I was sitting outside A&E for two hours waiting to be put somewhere. So I couldn't remember what I said. And I was thinking, oh, shit, I hope I really didn't say I'm bad. You know, that I'd be in print. But I didn't because clearly I, it doesn't say that in the paper. But uh, the, the last bit, I don't know if you wanted the statistical bit to hear that. Um, Join the bowel movement in the paper it says while treatable in early stages bowel cancer is the second largest contributor to cancer death in ireland accounting for 12 percent of cancer deaths in men and 10 percent in women according to the most recent figures from the national cancer registry of ireland to mark bowel cancer awareness month the marie keaton foundation is asking the public to join the bowel movement and make themselves aware of early signs with screening backlogs and cases down 20 percent since the beginning of the pandemic Experts fear many cases are being diagnosed late. The foundation says that it is more important than ever for anyone who notices any any of the following to see their GP. So bleeding from the back passage or a change in the normal bowel habit for more than six weeks, unexplained weight loss, pain in the abdomen or, or back passage or a feeling of straining as if you need to go to the toilet even after opening your bowels. Now I had that really bad, that one, one um, symptom. I had a few symptoms, but that one was really bad constantly feeling like I needed to go anyway anyone aged between 60 and 69 should also make sure they are registered with bell screen I would tell oh, and then that's just the piece that I wrote but uh so yeah the age is 60 but then they're telling us all of these symptoms and signs to watch out for and it is like the second largest contributor to cancer death in Ireland um which is shocking you know and like the, the statistic in bell cancer that always gives me the fear is this whole five year, five year, like you'll get five years, you know, scary stuff. And this is what we need to, you know, you were saying about policy and looking at getting stuff done, like the, the age needs to be lowered. Um, so speaking of that, yeah, when this podcast goes up on Friday, so... Mm. We're recording this on Monday, but it'll go out on Friday. Yeah. There will be a petition we're going to set up Mm. and people can sign it. And when we get enough signatures, we are going to lobby the Irish government. Yeah. This seems like a huge task, but it's actually, it's actually not a huge task. We can, this is like, 
possible. Yeah. It is doable. And we lobby the Irish government to try and have the age lowered for bowel mm. screenings because it's, it is far too high. Yeah. And, it, and actually, when I was on my appointment on Friday, I was more observant of, of the room or the whatever I was. Like, there's a waiting room, there's two kinds of different waiting rooms. And it was a lot of older people. But that's probably the first time that I've seen that, you know? And I don't know whether that's because a lot of people were away because it's Good Friday and they still had a clinic, like, because it, people still need their treatment. Um, but I did notice that that was a lot of older people, but, which isn't always the case, you know? Just a quick question. Do you know what the most common type of cancer diagnosis is in Ireland? I'm not sure if it's breast or cervical. Skin. One. Oh, is it? Yeah, skin cancer. 12,919 estimated really? uh, number of diagnoses. Prostate is the second most common. Really? Yeah, breast is the third. I thought breast and cervical were the top two, Cervical's along even, with bell. Cervical's not even in the top five. Really? Yeah, which is strange, because I would have thought... I thought because, cervical. Yeah, cervical, I would have thought I know, breast. and I think as humans, I think we relate um, cervical to... What's the other one? Um, I'm going to have to come back to that, because I know what I'm trying to... I know the other thing. Um, there's cervical, and then there's another one. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's not prostate, no? No. You're thinking that? No, it's the same as a woman's gynecological parts. It's not called cervical. It's called... Uh, oh, read the list out to me there, will you? Oh, the list is skin, prostate, breast cancer, bowel cancer, and then lung cancer is the number five. Oh, wow. Um, oh, here's cancers. Ovarian. Ovarian is what I meant. So there's cervical and there's ovarian. And I think we all think of ovarian as cervical, but it's not. Mm. They're actually, they're, they have two separate names. So obviously they're two different kind of cancers. I would have thought they were up high as well, but clearly they're not. God, it, like I'm looking at a list. So the, these statistics that I'm reading from are from cancer.ie, um, which is run by the Irish Cancer Society. Mm. Um, and it's just like, just the amount, you, you just don't know the amount, different types of cancers there are. Like there yeah. are so many different... Until it's on your doorstep, you don't even, it's like everything else in life. You don't think about it until it's on your doorstep. And like some of them just sound so horrible. And mm. I don't know, maybe it's just, they don't just, they just don't sound nice. Like, mm. like the types of like neoblastoma and retinal. I'm not even saying that right. Retinoblastoma. Like, yeah. I don't know that word blastoma. It just sounds. I know it's so. And and to be honest, we're quite naive that we like. I have, as we know, fucking bowel cancer because I say it enough, right? And I I'm very, I'm very. What's the word I'm looking for? I suppose my little, my little bubble is around bowel cancer, but at any point, I've got a friend who had breast cancer five years ago it's come back now and even though it hasn't come back in our breasts she has it in other parts of our body it's still mm. classed as belt as as breast cancer so like i know what i need to know now about bowel cancer and having liver mets but like that could down the line that could come back in a different place and then you're learning about another cancer do you get me yeah you know so there's that as well um we kind of only really learn what we need to know about and then the stuff that doesn't impact us we don't really learn about and that's yeah. that's the word that's society i think yeah it is and i think yeah and we did talk we've touched on this in other episodes but it's interesting that if it doesn't really impact us we don't really care mm. but like i also think that that's just a human thing i think like oh 100 like it's just I don't think that makes you a bad person for not caring yeah. about something that doesn't impact you. I like, think did you ever you know you're you're male so it's different like pregnancy you walk in an office say with 20 women and 15 of them don't have kids and four of them do and the 15 who don't have kids don't really want to hear about the baby talk but when they end up pregnant to have their own kids it becomes their life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same for everything in life. You know, people who don't have kids don't really want to talk about it. But then when they're pregnant or have a baby, it's it's what they discuss then. They become part of that circle, if you yeah. know what I mean. Like to be fair, yeah, like because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared about kids at all until my sister had kids. Yeah. And then even now I'm still kinda like I don't really care about kids, but like 
then your brother had a baby as well now my brother's had a baby and kids are becoming and to be fair i grew up in a family like there were loads of kids in our family like our family have has got a lot of kids but because it's my like immediate immediate family and i see them all the time i do have a bit more of a care now now i still am like don't do kids but i wouldn't eat a whole one like (laughs) yeah but until it until it comes yeah. on your doorstep kind no, of you're, I know. you're not really it, it, it is like I'm, we're all guilty of it like we really are like I'm doing this walk on, on Saturday and I feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew because now people are going I sponsored you there even if you don't get to finish it like and now I'm starting to doubt myself oh shit have I actually took on something that I'm not going to be able for you know and then Jay was giving me a list of like rain gear and walking boots and I was going in a pair of runners and a legging and now I'm like how am I meant to afford all this stuff like you know this wasn't part of the plan I just was gonna go for a walk yeah and now I think bugger about though I've a chew bitten off more than I can chew you know yeah but like look we're like to be fair I'm not the most active person ever the most walking I do is in work yeah so like and it's not a walking job it's just walking around the job no like, I know yeah um, so like I think look we're in it together and the walk I'm, we'll have a bit of crack though. I actually am looking forward to it because I don't do a lot of exercise mm. and I need to do more now, I'll probably do this walk and then be like I'm never doing that again because I'm going to we'll be able to walk the next day yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but it will be fun and it's my main thing is it's for a good cause and we've actually raised more Instagram because obviously we hoped some people would join us. For your Instagram. Oh yeah, so I've put it out on my Instagram in relation to the walk on Saturday and I don't think initially I thought a couple of people might come and join us, but it's not looking like it's looking like it's gonna be the four of us. Me, you, Carl and Jay, but look we'll have a bit of crack with that, you know. Just I the forum or of us just that forum. doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Um I never inte- I never set out to do this with a load of people doing it with me, but what we said was it would have been great if people had come along, you know, and that's okay. Like, we've raised a bit of money and hopefully we'll raise a bit more before the walk. Yeah, it's at 600 and something euro, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 630 euro, I think it's at. We've got a couple of t shirts as well for Mark, which is great. Um, so that's on Saturday. I just really hope I haven't bit off more than I can chew. I won't live this down. Um, on Thursday night, I'm going to the fashion show. The Art Cancer Support have a fashion show in the RDS, so me and my friend Ammo are going to that. We were having panic today. We were like, this is a big deal. Like, we actually have to get a bit dolled up now and, you know, make the effort. So we have to figure that out as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so they're the two things this week. But look, I suppose from the articles last week, I haven't really heard much feedback from them anyway. Um but they were nice to do because it, it is nice to raise awareness, you know. Um, and that's my intention for April. And then I'll rest in May. Someone was giving out to me going, you just don't give yourself a mini. You, don't, you know, you're too hard on yourself. You do too much. I don't really like do too much, to be fair. I don't feel like I do. But it keeps me going, you know. It really keeps me, keeps my, my mental health in shape. You know, I know I've had a touchy weekend and I've had a lot of worries and fears and all of that but um that will pass in a day or two you know and i'll be back to just being moody me the yeah. usual you know um so yeah what about you how are you feeling about the walk yeah like i'm i'm excited it'll be good fun i i'm like you i don't do a lot of exercise like i said so like mm-hmm. i might listen you might not be the problem i might be the problem <laughs> um, give me a jockey back yeah i might need the sticks um because i don't i'm not a big i'm not into physical exertion like yeah. i'd rather just sell my arse to be honest but i think of a mountain climb as a walk like that's what i was in my head i assumed we were just going for a ramble yeah you did assume that and like it's a mountain like it's not flat like you have to go up and then come down yeah, but you're just walking though yeah up but Jay said to me that it was like it was one of the easier ones and that's why we picked that one because we were going to do the other one in Wicklow and he said to me that would be too complicated. So we went for this. He would. He yeah, said, it's closer. No, I know, but apparently <laughs> we wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able for it. But we went for this one because he said the Mylusa would have been a good one for me because a couple of his mates have done it and they've said like it isn't hard and whatever. I don't have walking boots. And then he said to me today, it's not the weather, it's the clothes you wear. 
that makes your walk hard. So if it's raining, be prepared to have the cl- right clobber like. Yeah. You know. Is he gonna pay for it all? And that's what I mean. Like I don't have walking boots or rain gear. Now I do need a cap because I've checked the weather and apparently it's raining in Dublin on Saturday, but it's actually warm and clear. Now that's what the weather today mm. is saying. And I really have to have a cap. Um because I don't want to get my head burnt, so I have to try and get one of them. Uh, but yeah, like I'm not putting a lot of money into it that I don't have. Like, so I'll go with me runners and me leggings to be grand. Like in my head, I have this idea that we'll just be going for a ramble. Now we might have to stop a few times and have a seat, but it's a ramble. Like well, we're a ramble. And we we'll take turns giving each other jog you back. It's a mountain. We're not walking into the shops. But if that's what it'll be like, it'll be like walking to the shops, but you're walking to the shops in the countryside. For three and a half hours. <laughs> you know, like we went to Donegal a few years ago and we had to go down to the, the there was only one little shop, we were in the, we were in the arsehole in nowhere, right? And we got a minibus to bring us to Donegal and collect us, it cost us about 500 quid, the whole family went, right? And uh, to go down to the pub, it was like a two day camel ride. But, like, we just walk down and walk back. So I'm assuming it's just, like, walking a few country roads, but they're a bit uphill. Do you know what? <laughs> oh, you're going to be so in for na- I know. I'm so, so naive. Um, but... Maybe I'll I, need a couple of Tramadol. Yeah, we'll do... Oh, we should do Tramadol at the bottom. Oh, I should be advocating drug stop. use. No, that's not a chance. <laughs> Tramadol at the bottom. Valium at the top. <laughs> and then we'll come down. We'll have a come down. No. Um, but... What was I going to say now? Uh, but yeah, like I think you think these things are wrong, but once you're having a chat and a bit yeah, of fun, and I stuff, think it'll be grand, and I will get tired. If I get to stay down there, it won't be too bad. If I have to travel in the morning, I will struggle a bit. But look, it'll be fine. And at the end of the day, I can only do what I can do. I'm in the middle of chemo. I'm active chemo. I have got cancer. I'm not made of steel, and I'll do what I can do. And if that means I last. Look, if I get up, I have to get back down and eat away. Yeah. Whether that's been airlifted or carried on someone's stretcher. Or roll. <laughs> or rolled, kicked down. I have to get back down. Like. So you want to stay in Clare, yeah? I wanted to stay in Clare the night before, but I just I don't know if we can afford it because like, we have to get, oh, we're trying to get a new car. Oh, look. It, it is what it is. Um, any farmers want to let Linda stay in their barn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're still waiting for someone from Sports Direct to give us an L free uh, rain jacket. <laughs> yeah, she's still on this. She was asking me to go into the shopping centre that I work in and go into these shops and be like, this is our podcast, we're doing a walk for charity, do you want to give us some free gear? She wanted me to do it. No, like... Oh yeah, I... I what? It's pretty beggy. Well, look, I've never begged for anything in my life. But <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, I... I, I oh, stop chemo, Brian, I can't get me words out. I um, am working, you see, brain dead. I'm working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I'm going to work from home, I think, this week, keep myself away from, like, any kind of germs. So I've got my laptop and my phone, so I've got I've got a bit to do. So I'm going to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and go to the um, fashion show on Friday evening. I'm really excited about that, like, really looking forward to see, meeting people and just seeing the style. I actually have a lovely dress really lovely dress that I bought three years ago and I think I'm going to wear it because I just I haven't I just don't get the I've got so many dresses in my wardrobe that I don't get the opportunity to wear them do you know what we should do what I just thought there we should get little cards made with our podcast name on them and hand them out you see I don't know if we'd be able to get them made before Thursday that's the thing just slip it into conversation this is me podcast here here's the link or stick one on every chair run around the place (laughs) Um, yeah, so I have, a lo- I have loads of dresses with the tags on upstairs that I've bought for two weddings in lockdown that never happened. So the dresses are still in my wardrobe. But I have a few, but I've got this one beautiful one that I bought and I wore it for Jaden's communion. It's fabulous. And I just want to get the opportunity to wear it again before I put another stone on. So I'm thinking maybe going to a nice fashion show where there'll be a few high-end people. I might wear that dress. Like, high-end people. Feel a little bit like beautiful like you know are you gonna go around and get autographs if i saw someone who i really liked i'd ask for a selfie 100 percent. i don't give a shit i know i think jason Bourne is the ambassador for arc if he's there selfie if he'll let me yeah because he follows you on instagram mm-hmm. he needs like to fo- did he follow our podcast fair play to him because a lot of people that i follow on instagram with all due respect are like 
influencers they're not like celebrities there's a difference between a celebrity and an influencer and like you like their stuff and all they love all that but then when you ask them to like share your page or something they completely like blow over that but then they'll respond to your next message Mm. when you're not asking them to do something and I've learned that so now there's a lot of pages that I did follow that I've unfollowed because I'm like nah like that's not my style you know if I was if I someone texts me and asks me to share their stuff, I would, mm. because we're meant to be dragging, pulling each other up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but you do nothing for free in life. That's what the influencers are taught. And that's why I haven't a pot to piss in. You saying no money, like you know. Although we had one influencer who said he'd come on our podcast. Yeah. For free. Yeah, but we won't. He's a celebrity. We won't, we won't say who that was. Yeah, we'll. Uh, who's a celebrity? So not everyone is tired with the same brush. No. And I know people are trying to earn a living, but. I'm not earning any money from a podcast or an Instagram page. I do it because you like to talk shit. Yeah, and it, yeah, no pun intended. It helps me with my my cancer. It really does because I think I I have always talked about what's going on for me, so I've never had a nervous breakdown. And I feel if I was to keep all of this private and not share it, I'd have a breakdown and I'd be in hospital mm. um, for God knows how long. So that's why I do it. You know, and if I earn, earned money along the way, so be it great, because I could do with it. A uh, nice family holiday. But uh, Any travel agents want to sponsor <laughs> in this family holiday? But if I don't earn any money, that's fine. Like, you know, I'll just stay poor. But at least I can have my dignity in place. But I was just saying, I just feel the way some celebrities treat you. Like, because like, I have people on my Instagram who mail me back, but when I ask them to share a page, they completely blank mm. that message. I just wouldn't do that to anybody. I just wouldn't. Yeah. Not everyone's the same. Not everyone's a saint like you. Not everyone's kind-hearted. No, I'm not a fucking saint. I'm far from it. (laughs) Not everyone's kind-hearted like me. Um, But yeah, like, um, I don't know. Where was I going with that, Eddie? What was I? Just about the walk and kind of So this weekend's going to be like a full weekend where our podcast next week should be interesting once none of us have any broken bones or... And he, like, I'm lucky that I came off chemo yesterday. So this week I'm very, very vulnerable. But by the end of the week, like it's usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm a bit rough. And then Thursday, Friday, I'm fine. And I'm fine for the next week. So hopefully on Saturday, tip wood, we don't, I don't get any infections in the next few days and end up in A&E. Mm. It'll all go ahead on Saturday. And um, yeah, you're going to take some videos and we'll put up some Insta stories as we go. On, on the mountain like yeah that's so the plan? yeah so we'll up, we'll be updating people so this will go out friday um and then we'll update people on the saturday we'll kind of do like little kind of small videos yeah. to just update progress of yeah. how we're getting on in the mountain and and what we'll do is we'll put it on my when you have hope page which is the page that is just around the cancer but then we have the just a tumor of us instagram page which is new um and we're, that's only newly set up we'll put them on there as well so they'll be on both pages so people can if that if anyone's in people probably don't give an absolute shit what we're doing they probably don't care whether we're walking the mountain or running the mountain or they probably even haven't gotten this far into the podcast <laughs> 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 Turns off. Um, but yeah like we'll put it all up on our socials and our socials are all up there on um, it's just a tumor of us um, on Instagram and Twitter and then you can email us just a tumor of us at gmail.com we actually got a lo- we've, got, we've gotten some lovely messages from yeah, people we have so lovely feedback. that we share on our uh, we mm. share on our socials so yeah follow us and like we're not saying we got feedback from people that we talk to every day we've got feedback from people that we don't talk to very very rarely and they've come back at us with good with good feedback but the last thing I want to say is just back to join the, the bowel movement you know be in touch with your own body because we all lead busy lives eddie you're really busy at the minute like we're working college and then you're doing the podcast with me on your when you have a day off and you know we forget sometimes to check in with our own bodies you know so watch out for the symptoms that doesn't mean you have to watch every time you have a poo you have to look out for like blood or whatever but just be aware of your own body because i just wish i'd have been more aware of my body like putting work first putting everything first and putting my health kind of back on the back burner and then when I did feel like listen to my body, it was too late, you know? Mm. So hopefully people, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, people will check in with themselves and just make sure that, 
they don't have any huge changes in their bowel movements or in any part of their body, like any part of their body, but especially the bowel. Um, and on that note, yeah, that's see you next week for episode four. If we survive the mountain climb, we will return on Friday the twenty eighth of oh. April. If not. Yeah. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> um but yeah follow us on all our socials um they're there um and uh, follow us on our personal socials as well you can contact us at any time uh, we'll be happy to respond yeah. But, uh, yeah thanks for listening and if you don't have instagram i'm on facebook as well you can find me there there's always bits in the story around the, the cancer and stuff so yeah and thanks Ed. no problem and uh, thanks everyone for listening see you next week Thank you.